reached the Entertainment Hotline, a chatter podcast. Listen as celebs dial in to chat with Anita Annabelle. Chatter.com.au and Media Week's Head of Entertainment. Dial 1 for movie stars. Dial 2 for streaming stars. Dial 3 for TV stars. Dial 4 for music stars. Or press 0 to speak with the star of the show herself, Anita. Hey, it's David Janet from Nine's Rush. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entertainment Hotline. I am your host, Anita Annabelle. Head of Entertainment at Media Week and Chatter. In today's episode, I spoke to arguably the nicest guy in TV, David Jennett. You may know him as the Golden God from Survivor or as an international supermodel who has walked the catwalk for the likes of Louis Vuitton and Marc Jacobs. Now he's the presenter of Nine's new global adventure reality TV show, Rush. Three teams of Aussies are put to the test in this thrilling race around the world. In nine different countries, Brazil, Turkey, Jordan, India, Thailand, Ireland, France, Kenya and South Africa, the teams have one mission. Be the first to get out and move on to the next destination. But there's a twist. They're deprived of all of their senses before being dropped into some of the biggest cultural events in the world. David and I have known each other for a few years, so it was so lovely to get him on the podcast. We chatted about the new series, how a practical joke turned into a profession that would change his life, and everything in between. Rush premiered on Sunday, July 2 at 7pm on Channel 9 and 9 Now. Here's David Jennett. But I'm so excited to talk to you. It's been yeah, so no, long. Yeah, I know. It's been a while, huh? It's been like five years, four years, five, five years, years, four oh years. God. Really? When no, I met no, you? Three, three years. Three years? Is that right? Yeah, no, maybe it is three. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, did, we, did we talk for Apprentice? We just talked for Survivor. I can't no, remember. it was for Survivor. It was like yeah, so I was in the studio at Channel 10. Right. Yeah, all right. So it wasn't that long. <laughs> That was so fun. I loved going into Channel 10 and meeting all the talent. I mean, you were obviously my favourite, but like you were like truly, it was so much fun. (laughs) I'll never forget it. It was the best. It was like because you know what? That was good times. You know what was that you and I thought was hilarious? I think we were like, yeah, he's my, we're my people. Was when you were doing the popcorn thing and you were like, (laughs) anyway. Uh, let's talk about Rush. It is so cool. I can't. When I saw that you were hosting, it's stop so, it. It's so cool. I know. Um, very exciting. I think um, it's been yeah. It's one of those dream projects, right? Because you get you hear about shows coming up, and I've auditioned for shows previously and looked for hosting gigs here and there. And then when this came up, that's the one where I was like, oh, I want that. Like, I want that so bad. And and yeah, just the stars aligned. So. Wait, 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 wait. You've been auditioning for other shows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, uh, t- after Apprentice, I had kind of, because um, I was acting in the States. So um, I wanted to kind of go back down that road. And I did a film last year. Um, and I was just looking for ways to be able to stay in Australia. And uh, yeah, I was, I'd been auditioning to host a couple of different shows. Um, and this one here, so. Get out. 
Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't even know you were acting. I feel like terrible that I didn't know that you'd gone from modeling <laughs> to acting. That's so cool. No, 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 it's fine. I'd actually, um, I'd been, I'd been acting a couple of years before I did Survivor. So that was the, yeah. Obviously, I hadn't had that same success level as I had with modeling. So they wanted to be like, you know, that's what that was my champion status for. Yeah, international male model was what they called you. Model. I believe they said supermodel. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. International male supermodel. That I'll is such a cool place. I'm so sorry. I bow down, bow down to the golden god. <laughs> but like with Rush, so mm. give me the elevator pitch. Like for those who haven't heard it or seen it yet, go for it. What is it about? So we have three teams of four. They have sensory deprivation. So they're basically in blackout goggles, uh, noise cancelling headphones, and we hold them in an unknown location for a few hours, which is pretty intense for the, for the crew. And then they get dropped into a cultural event. So for Brazil, it's carnival. So the guys have been sitting there. They haven't been able to hear anything. haven't been able to see anything for a while. And then they get a countdown timer, three, two, one, bang. The headset's off and they're in the middle of carnival. So it's like that, that experience of nothing to the most crazy, colorful, noisy environment we could put them in. And then they have missions to complete. They've got a smartwatch. I send them a ping and I'm like, look, you have to meet me. I give them a clue. Come and meet me here. They'll get a dossier that has a mission for them to do. And then they're, then they're racing. So it's really about like them getting involved in the cultures of this country. So we don't have, you know, we didn't build just like a scaffold and go, Oh, catch the ball and jump down. It was like, we wanted real authentic cultural immersion for them and Mm -hmm. to show people at home, like, you know, what, what that style of travel is like, like travel used to be that there was no smartphones and there was no like laptops where you could go on TripAdvisor. You know, you had to find and, 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 get these really cool experiences by asking locals or looking at maps or hearing from people in bars. And um, that's what we've recreated with this, obviously with the adventure element of them having to compete to win, win the prize money. I love that. That's so cool. Wait, I need to ask a question about the sensory deprivation. So how are they then, but they've obviously had to fly there. Yeah. So how they they knew the country they were in. Because um, obviously we have to do, you know, there's we have to do visas and stuff, but um, obviously <laughs> TVs yeah. were removed from rooms, uh, magazine, like they were really. <laughs> it was it was like we were trying to really keep them as isolated from any information as possible, and we were in these like really far off places. It's not like we were, you know, we did Rio, but we did Parachi, which is outside Sao Paulo, so. It's places where we didn't want them to have any clues on where they might be or how to get around. Obviously, you wake up in Carnival and you're like, oh, this is Brazil. You can hear the Portuguese, but we want them to kind of rely on those cues as opposed to like pre-planning where they were. Um, and yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's I amazing. love that. That is mm. so, so sick. It sounds like Big Brother. You know how, like, they always cut everybody off, off the outside world? Sounds like Big Brother, but then, like, make <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Profile. Well, that, that's it. They don't have their phones. They don't have really much access to what's going on back home. I think they could make some calls to family and stuff like that. But when they're in it, they're, like, they're in it. 
Um, and we just wanted to give them that real authentic adventure travel experience. And that's what we want to give to the audience as well. So um, I think we've done that in spades because it's it's incredible. It's so exciting. It's really exciting. And the cast is like amazing, Anita. Like we got, I think with these shows, that's actually quite an important part. As you know, like, and there's a good diversity in the cast. They're really fun. They were game for anything. So uh, they really grabbed it and, and ran with it. And they're just cool, interesting people. There's someone everyone can relate to as well. So we had these kind of, you know, we've got different ages and different ethnicities and we just wanted to, yeah, give give everyone someone to root for and I, I think they've done a good job with the casting. And because they're all individuals, right, they get placed in three teams but they don't know each other. They don't know each other at all. They're strangers. The thing being that they have to, they do have to work together as a team. So, um, you know, a lot of my original travel experiences and traveling, because I traveled with people I didn't know through through fashion work all the time. And like, oh, that could be a task in itself. So <laughs> seeing that dynamic play out and um, bonding and uh, group dynamics and all that kind of stuff structurally, you know, it's great. It's like, you know, you've got a new family now, you got to figure out how to travel with dad. And also, I love <laughs> travel with dad. I love that also, though, because they don't know each other and therefore they're relying on their person interpersonal relationships like they're making connections a hundred percent so there is that there's that kind of element like there is a bit of a game at play because there's going to be some stuff um that you know strategically someone has to be voted out if you're yeah. the last team to arrive at a location someone's going home so there has to be one winner um so there was a little bit of like that alliance type thing and people will naturally gravitate towards people they like but then also, if someone's like really doing great at the competition, you might not want to like them too much. You know what I mean? <laughs> you got to get them I gone. get it. So there's but that wait, little fun element Did too. they come to you? Did they ever come to you and, and were they like, help me with my alliance strategy? <laughs> well, it's funny. I think, yeah, I think the majority of uh, the cast that recognized me on there know me from Survivor, right? So there was definitely that element of like, they, they didn't really know what they were in for until we filmed that opening scene. And I was like, this is what we're doing. And they were like, whoa, what? Wait, what um, did they think they applied for? A show, a travel show. A show. Yeah. They were like, I want to be on a show. Hold on. Let me just close this. Okay. It's like going right in my head. Sorry, right in your um, face. Yeah. Uh, so they, they didn't, they really didn't know what they were signing up for, which is, it makes it even more amazing to me that they were so game for the adventure. That is so cool. That's actually like the summit, which was also on Channel Nine. The, yeah. the same thing. They had no idea. They knew they had to climb a mountain, but they didn't know anything else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's, it just gives it that kind of unique, edgy energy, I think. Yeah. Um, so they knew there would be some travel involved. I think a couple of them thought they were going to be on like five star vacation or something like that. Especially when they saw I was involved. Uh, yeah. we were like, no. International Sorry. supermodel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is that so cool. But yeah. so the the cast of characters, I like to call them, but I know that they're not characters, they're real people. But the cast of yeah. the cast, is there anyone that we need to watch out for? I, I think there's a few. I mean, there's some really interesting people on there. There's a good mix. Um, Fiona's our oldest cast member. So funny. Um, and she's yes. on the same team, Team Scarlet, with Adam, who's our youngest cast member. And they have a really great dynamic on there. 
Um, so it's cool to see how they kind of like travel together and interact and do all that kind of stuff. Cause Fee had traveled, Adam had never left Australia. So all of oh a sudden God. it was just like bang. So their dynamic was great. Um, Sophia, uh, she's a well-known influencer who's on there and, um, she's just so much fun to watch. Um, very colorful outfits and just, yeah. So there's, there's some really, really great stuff. Did you spend a lot of time with them or were you literally at a, it's a quarter pit stop? See, this is the thing. So I'm going to bring something up, but I don't want to, but I'm going to. So obviously people are comparing to the amazing race, right? Yeah, cool. So, yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I think I haven't seen Amazing Race. It's amazing. It's great. a couple of times now and I'm like, yeah, it sounds like a cool show. Yeah, well, that's it? the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was oh, a okay. massive Amazing Race stand from way back. So I know there's before. like a race through a country or something, right? But like it's just them. It's like a person racing by themselves or? No, they have teams of two. This is why probably everyone's asking you uh, because they're individuals because in the Amazing Race, their teams are two, except they know where they're going. So it's very, very different. Ah, yeah. So these guys don't know where they're going at all. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that this is, I think this is much more, got to be careful with my words because I'll probably interview Bo. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Nah, bring it on. You can handle it, Bo's a big boy. (laughs) I know, Bo would be able to handle it. Um, Cutting that out. Um, No, 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 but people are comparing it because it is like a race around the world basically and what they do have in the amazing race are pit stops. So what is it that they have here? Is it pit stops? So we we basically have drop zones and escape zones. So they get dropped in Carnival and then they have to make it to an escape zone to continue to the next country to get, to keep the adventure going. Mm-hmm. So they have missions they have to complete, which will be, um, in Brazil. I think I could tell you, but they, they have to find a soccer pitch in a favela and win a four on four soccer game against local kids. So we're like ours is fully about being immersed in the country. Yes, yeah. they're racing through different countries, but. Um, it's like that cultural experience, finding those really cool things and, and special things about those countries, as well as uh, the race. And then they have to vote each other off. So there's the added element. So like there's that element. How does yeah. amazing race do it? Like, there, is there they one just, winner? The last it? person to reach the pit stop. It's yeah. like a race. It is an actual <laughs> race. It's like who gets there. But anyway, we're talking about Rush, but I get it. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, this search sounds really interesting. I should probably watch that. <laughs> it's not on Channel 9, though, right? Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. (laughs) Then you got to go culturally. You got to culturally. You got to go to all of these different countries yourself, which I'm sure you've probably been to quite a few of them in your, you know, supermodel days. But what was that experience like going and and filming and then also being like immersed in that culture yourself? Like how much time did you get there? So the we we were getting about five-ish days per place. Um, I'll also address, you kind of just started to ask me too, whether I got to I spend did. much time with the, with the cast. So I'll, I'll address both. Oh, of those. did so, I get, did I stop that? Yeah. Okay. Let's start that again. <laughs> uh, I'll do both of those. Yeah, um, go for it. Yeah. I, I, I saw them at the drop zone, um, at a, at a point where they gave them their dossier, which has their travel money and, and budget stuff and their mission. And then I'll saw them at the escape zone, which was actually mm-hmm. kind of tough because you're sending someone home. Um, but. I was in it the whole way. So I was on the other side of production following threads of what were happening, where the race was going. We were with them. So whilst we weren't actually a part of the racing itself, like I was traveling, like the circus was traveling. We had 50 people basically following these 
kids around the world. So in that way, I know them much better than they know me because I'm hearing the story threads and, and what's going on on the, on the street level, right? So I, I was kind of like that. watching, um, which, was a cra- which was amazing. So I loved being a part of that production side of things, right? Um, and then getting to go to these countries, like a lot of the drops, I would do it the day before if it was available. So Carnival, I went to Carnival the night before to see how it was and get in there. I hadn't, been, I hadn't done the Carnival before. Um, so it was good to just get in there and, and, and have that experience myself just to see what they're going to feel like the next day when they're, you know, in it, which is incredible when you're not sensory deprived. And then to have that whole experience was, must have just been mind blowing. Um, so I was experiencing most of these things. And I think something with my travel career, I had done most of these countries before, but there was a couple I hadn't, like Jordan, I'd never been to before. Amazing. India, I hadn't experienced before. Um, so to get to see these places and the cultures and I love being in and, and a part of those things, like finding the special things about those countries. And I think that's what, um, it was just why it was such a great show to be a part of. Were there any experiences besides like Carnival that you were just like, oh my God, I have to go back and explore this more? Oh, yeah. I mean, all of them. I think, <laughs> I think that's the cool thing about the show too, is like, yes, there's a bit of a race at foot, but like, it's an aspirational travel show. Like you're going to watch this and be like, I want to do that. Mm. Um, and it also got my gears turning about like, what are the festivals I'd love to go to? Um, I mean, I would love to go back to Tomorrowland. It was in the French Alps. <laughs> it was a big, um, yeah, big music festival they have there. We dropped them the guys in an Afrojack set. So <laughs> it's on the top of the it's on the top of the Alps. Um that is so sick. They got dropped was, in an Afrojack. Are you serious? Yeah. So I got to go I got to go and spend the evening at uh Tomorrowland before the night before we filmed with um with uh the DOP and one of our uh producers and oh. we had a pretty <laughs> we had a pretty good time. <laughs> we had a pretty good time. So we're, you know, like they're just, it's like full bucket list travel. So it was just, yeah. I mean, you, it's like a money can't buy experience for the guys too, which is why I think people are going to want to watch because they're going to want to be on the show. So they'll get inspired by what we're doing and go, oh, I might try that. But people are going to want to be like, oh man, I want to be on this show because it's just, I mean, it was amazing. But then how are all of these things, I'm so interested, how are all of these things like going on at the same time? Like did you film over five months or how did you film? We did it over nine weeks. Oh, nine weeks. I mean, still. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, like we just kind of like, it was almost like we were chasing these festivals. Now, not everything is like a uh, Tomorrowland festival or Tomorrowland, right? But um, the the drop-in Istanbul, for example, was a call to prayer at 5 a.m. In, in one of like the world's oldest mosques. So they've gone from Carnival to this mosque with the sensory deprivation and then they're, they're off and racing. So we really were bringing those kind of like cultural festive elements to it. And it, it was, I mean, it was powerful, man. Like, yeah, being there and seeing that and hearing and the sensory, it, it was just, it was incredible, like incredible experience. It is such a clever, clever marketing tool for people to go traveling again, isn't it? Oh my gosh. Like I thought, because I mean, you know, this is, this was my first kind of big trip. Like I'd been in New York a little bit before we started filming. I think uh, I'd been there 2022 through June. 
And, um, but this was like that first real get out and travel thing I'd done for ages. And it was so good. Like I missed it. And I think Australia missed travel. Like we were locked down for like two years. Aussies just love traveling. Mm. Um, and so I think it's just, yeah, it was, it was just, it was amazing. I was actually chatting to my cousin this morning and he's in Madrid at the moment and he's doing like six or seven months traveling. Yeah. And yeah. I'm just sitting there just going from my bed going, oh, this is, I'm so happi for you. <laughs> like, oh, i got to talk to David. What time? Uh, yeah. God, really? Do I have to and hear more about his travels? Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it is, it's so cool. I mean, so many people are over there at the moment. I think this is just like going to, you know, quench our thirst for that. That's such a cool premise. I love that this is, this has come out particularly now, but those, so if anyone wants to apply, say, for instance, there's a second season, which, you know, I'm sure there will be, mm. what is it that you can tell them, like, to expect? Because I guess I'm sure they have to change it if there's that surprise element. Yeah, well, the lucky, the fortunate thing is, is there's so many great cultural festivals throughout the world. So it was it was funny. Like, I think a lot of the crew, as we would travel, would be like, oh, it would be amazing to do, like, this thing, or it'd be amazing to do like the running of the bulls or like there was, there's just so many things, right? That would be. Could, yeah. I mean, you could terrifying. drop them. So, I mean, here we go, 10 seasons. We'll see, but like, there's just so many cool things that people could be a part of. But I think if you wanted to apply and be a part of the show, you, you need, you need like resilient spirit because travel is that, right? And I think for people who are traveling on a budget, and if you've traveled on a budget, like I have plenty of times before, it's really about like sometimes things aren't great. Like it's a roller coaster ride. Like maybe you went to the wrong restaurant or you got sick somewhere or somebody tried to rip you off. Like it's not always like, whoa, this is amazing. So you have to have a pretty resilient spirit to be able to ride that roller coaster. And, um, you know, you just, just have some resilience and have a great sense of adventure because this is possibly the world's greatest adventure we've devised here. So <sighs> really want that adventurous travel spirit for people who want to be on the show. I love that. Oh, I'm, now I want to go traveling. You just made me want to, like, you're all excited. <laughs> now I'm excited. I really, yeah. really want to go now. <laughs> but, I mean, so your career then, so if you, so you've kind of now settled or you you said you wanted to come back to Australia kind of more permanently, mm. but then aren't you going to, are you going to just still go and travel and do those things? Like what's what's kind of the plan there? Because isn't it, wouldn't wouldn't you miss being able to go in and out of places? Yeah, I, I, I definitely do. But I think like we still have access to that here. Yeah. The flights are a little bit longer, but I never really, you know, I never, I know people think Australia is like so far away, but I mean, it's, you know, 12 hours and you can be most places, 24 hours, you can be everywhere. So yeah. I, I just have never really had problems with long flights or flying. It's just not something that, you know, has worried me. I know some people get a bit weird about it. So it, for me, it's never really mattered where I lived. Like I've lived in Los Angeles. I lived in Germany. I've lived in Paris. I've lived in New York. So, and you just, yeah, you use planes like they're buses and you, you're good to go. But you still call Australia home? Still call Australia home. I'm so happy to be back. Like really, it wasn't, it wasn't a tough decision. I think we, I moved back here for a couple of months in um, March 2020. And that was basically the start of COVID, but it was the best decision I made. Like we, um, yeah, we're so happy to be in Australia. 
Oh, that's so cool. And your kids much love it as well. Like, it's oh, just beautiful it's here. Like, the, it's like night and day. Night yeah, day. yeah. And also probably just having a home base is probably, probably, you know, you're at that age. You're so old now. Yeah, well, that's it. I'm uh, <laughs> I'm actually selling my house in Brooklyn at the moment. So uh, we, we are fully committed to the permanent Australia move. How exciting. And that means obviously more opportunities for you in Australia, which is so sick. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I love working in Australia. I love working with Australian crews. Um, you know, Endemol Shine, it's just, they're the best. So I love them. They're just, uh, they've been incredible to me and, and, and to my family. And just to give me this opportunity was like, yeah, really amazing. So I don't think I've ever asked you this um, before. Oh, I should probably preface that I we've met a few times, but <laughs> but I don't think I've ever asked you before. How did you get into what your so how did you, so you, you said you were acting, you were international supermodel. Yes, I have said it about seven times, just so you know that I know you're a supermodel. <laughs> uh, but how did you get into this kind of field of work? Like, where did that come from for you? So I had, I'm not sure if I told you this, but I, my modeling career started because of a reality TV show. See, I did not know this. <clears throat> so there you go. So there was a, a show many years ago called Search for a Supermodel. Oh, no, hang on a second. Keep going. Do you remember this? <laughs> and a buddy of mine dared me to do a Zoolander impression at this uh, at this casting for this show. And so uh, me being a consummate idiot, I was like, that's a great idea. So I went and, and pretended to be Zoolander on this runway catwalk show, and it basically got me through all these rounds, and I ended up winning that show. So winning that show got me a contract with Ford Models New York. And they were like, you should move to New York, do modeling. I was like, what is modeling? Is that a job? And it was. And it just kind of turned into this, you know, big, big career for me. But I'd always, because I'd had that television experience, I think TV had, was just something I wanted to do. Um, and I'd started exploring acting um, towards the, you know, end of modeling. I was a bit like, ah, I'm just... It's been great, but I just wanted something a bit more. And so I started doing the acting thing. And uh, my manager at the time was also a manager for Sarah Talik. And she had played season two of Australian Survivor. And Sarah and I had been working together. And um, I she was just going on about how much she loved Australian Survivor. And then, you know, they were looking for a male model. And it kind of came, came down from Steve there. model. Supermodel, supermodel, male supermodel. <laughs> well, that's good light back here. That's <laughs> great. Like, look at you. Take that shot. It's, uh, work it, baby. I actually cannot believe that I don't remember that you did search for because I watched every single one of those shows. How did oh, I yeah. not know that? What year was that? 2003. Do I want to tell you? I don't know. 2003, yeah. So I was in year 11. I was in year 11. Back then. Oh, geez, you baby. I'm not a baby. I mean, maybe I am. Not really at all. Um, but no, I was definitely in year 11. But I remember watching that. Was that the one where that guy got kicked off or they had the, they got in trouble for? No, I, was, I can't remember. So What's her name? Shanina? Uh, oh, was Shanina in that one? No. Was that a different no, one? No, no, no. We had, my, my season had Gemma Ward. So they had some really big name models. They had Gemma Ward. They had Nicole Trumpio. Um, they had. I always thought they were from ANTM. They had some really big name models gone from there. And you, obviously. They, and, oh, 
Uh, <laughs> but they've never had um, they've Males. never had boys do the show before. So it was the f- first time boys had done the show, and um, yeah, I won. How so, can I? How did I not know this? Obviously, didn't do my research properly. Well, it's so, it's so long ago now, you know. I know, but it's so People sick. Don't really talk about this, yeah. I yeah, know, but a, I love. It was a funny start. My, my I was whole just going to say, yeah. A joke. Let's hope it doesn't finish like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically that's basically how it started. Yeah. I just love how it was just like this off the cut, but that's usually how it happens. Like, do you know? I interviewed Tiff Hall, um, the celebrity trainer. She's amazing. Podcast yeah. book. She's incredible. Tiffany Hall, and she told me she so she was on Gladiator. You know, remember yeah. Gladiator? I remember, Gladiator. remember that. Yeah. yeah, great show. And, you know, she applied as a bet against her boyfriend at the time to see who was the strongest and she got through and he didn't and they broke up. Well, there you go. That's how but it isn't, happened. Isn't that you know? crazy that if it's meant to be, it's that opportunity is going to be put in front of you and then here you are. Yeah, it's bizarre. Um, I just think I think those, th- those opportunities are floating around. It's just whether you grab them or not. But it is also interesting to me that I did forget that you were on Search for a Supermodel. The reason I say that is because obviously you came into my orbit for Survivor. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that that, that would probably be why I'm in most people's orbits, I think. Yeah. But also then from before, but, but prior to that, they, like we were saying before, they called you an international supermodel. They didn't actually say, oh, you've been on TV before. There was, I don't remember that at all. Yeah, it was, it, that that was interesting because I think um, I, I mean I don't know how it works with licensing or whatever, but Channel Ten at the time uh, they played uh, Search for Supermodel. That was their that was their show, so they would have had file footage somewhere, but we didn't really go down that angle. I think at that time when I was doing Survivor too, like my model career was you know pretty high point i was coming off a contract with ralph lauren i would you know had my own fragrance with mont blanc and so there was a lot of like stuff going so i feel like them just being like andy did a reality show from 10 years ago they probably you know <laughs> that wasn't really what they were pushing <laughs> they should have just been like instead of supermodel like reality show washout on the on the survivor bio <laughs> I just love how you're like, you know, Ralph Lauren, Mount Blanc, and then and then we're like, yeah, so a model. That's so true. I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Probably that's why I never looked into it. That's so funny. But how cool. Like, so do you do you model still? Because I've seen you do, I mean, I saw you do Camilla a couple of years ago here, and then you kind yeah. of, are you still doing lots of modeling? I mean, look, I'm still, I'm still represented in the States. Like I'm with, um, I'm with Ford models there and I, I would, you know, I'll be, well, with Ford models. Uh, I would stay with them for life just because, you know, they, they become kind of like extended family for me now, but it wasn't, it was, yeah, not, not really. I, I will do it for favors, um, for companies I know or friends, obviously Camilla, um, yeah. asked me, we were spending a lot of time together because of Celebrity Apprentice and she's like, you know what? It'd be great. <laughs> you did the runway for, Fashion Week, and I was like, "Man, I haven't walked a runway in maybe like five years at that point." But it was, it was so, it was so super fun. All I um, remember was you charging like right in front of me, like you walked up that runway so bloody quick, like oh, yeah. slay, <laughs> slay. Right? Yeah, I haven't forgotten. I haven't forgotten how to do it. <laughs> When's the point that you go from being like a young man to a um, like daddy of modeling? Just 
asking. Oh, it's definitely, (laughs) you definitely notice it. You definitely notice it. I, cause my first, my first show ever was Louis Vuitton. I did it in Paris and, um, Mark Jacobs, it was his last show with, with Vuitton before he, he moved on to do it, do his own thing. Um, and I think I was like 20 and, um, I, re- I just remember it, I just didn't take any of that in at the time. I was just like, this show's about me. <laughs> I can't walk it. And so when I'm doing Camilla's show on the flip side of it, I'm like, wow, this, what an experience to be a part of. Like you're taking it in and appreciating it. But I'm also noticing that every other kid backstage is like 20 years old being like, this show's all about me. I'm like, ah, it's not bro. <laughs> you know, youth is so wasted on the youth. What are they, <laughs> what are they saying? So wild! I can't yeah. that your first show was Louis Vuitton. I can't even. I've, I'm so bad with brand names. I can't even say them properly. Like, oh, it was yeah. Well, I you, have no, none. It was, it was amazing. It was amazing. It was such a good. It was such a cool time to be doing it as well. Like that whole that whole that was game the heyday. Thing. It was that yeah. It was the heyday. Um, and yeah, brands were just spending silly money on really cool stuff. And yeah, it was it was a cool thing to be a part of. So. Uh, am I imagining this? Did you start a fashion line? No. No, I don't know fashion line. No. No. I've done merch. Oh. We did some. Uh, we did some. Oh, golden, golden god done, merch! I remember that. Yeah. I don't know. I think maybe you know maybe that's your next phase. Like do some TV <laughs> hosting and then sell clothes. I mean, I do. Like Camilla's Create actually asked me a bunch line. of times about that. Yeah. She's like, hey, do a line. You should develop a line. And then um, oh. Harvey Davidson was talking about doing capsule stuff, but it's just like not really on my um, radar yet. I'm pretty busy at the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm so sorry. And you're really busy and you got a new puppy. And I'm going to be a puppy. Do you want to see him? He's sleeping. Course, do I want to see him? Of course I'm I are. Like, yeah, please, 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 please. Oh, he's not happy about being moved and either. It's all right. He loves me. <gasps> <laughs> he's so I woke him up. He's, he's just, so this is Teddy. Hi, Teddy. Look at him. Oh, my gosh. He's so cute. Hey, buddy. See, that's the joy of being permanent somewhere. You can get a puppy. Well, yeah, exactly. So he went to puppy oh, school last night, so he's feeling tuckered out this morning. Oh. Was he good? Was he an A plus student? He's doing all right. <laughs> he's got he's got an independent spirit like his dad. Let's say that. an independent spirit. What is it that they write on school reports? Um, <laughs> what is it? Oh, uh, they wrote is, a lot of stuff on mine. So is, I don't know if we want to delve. He's very social. What is it? She's I think my very... parents would rather forget that stage. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, where did you grow up? In where did you grow up? Perth, I was Perth. Perth born oh, you raised. are Perth. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I knew you were there now, but like I didn't know that you were. Oh, you're born and raised in Perth. What time is it now? Oh, 9.30. Uh, 9.30. 9.30. There, that makes sense. Actually, one of the girls that works with me, she's in Perth right now. So she clocks on at 6 a.m. And I'm like, hey, doll, how are you? How's it going? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, and she literally stays in bed to write. But, oh, that's so cool. And so when Perth, you were a Perth kid. Is an or- early morning town, though. It's kind of like if you're up early, like stuff happens early and closes early here. That's how it works. Oh, really? You, do you have a nightlife over in Perth? Yeah, they do, but it's, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I lived in New York 20 years, so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> the Australian nightlife is like nothing compared to New York. I love yeah. New York. New York is just the most 
insanely amazing place. Yeah, it is. It's great. I mean, yeah, well, you spent some time there too. So it felt like a first home to me for a long time. So it was, um, it was definitely an interesting transition to come back to Australia. But I think it was also good timing. Like you just see with kids and how much better stuff is for kids in Australia and all that. Mm. And it, just, it makes a lot of sense. Like my daughter's riding a bike to school. We don't have to worry about, you know, where she's at. And like, there's just all these like really great, great parts of being back in Australia, healthcare for one. After talking about there that. you go yeah um, are so, your kids gonna follow in your footsteps do you think we'll see we'll see they're definitely uh th- there's definitely a couple of characters in there <laughs> two of them i don't think so um my oldest son loves writing he, he might go he wants to be a writer so he's he's going down that road um my younger son uh definitely will be in entertainment at some, <laughs> some form because he's a nut um and my my younger daughter as well they just you know i think they maybe there's something there we'll see but they love performing and they love entertaining people at home and i think that's basically how i started i remember trying to make my parents laugh and being silly at school and all that kind of stuff was what made me want to get into entertainment and yeah here we are independent spirit independent spirit independent spirit. <laughs> now before i leave you because we could just chat for ages obviously yeah. um but <laughs> so where you're at in your life now, mm. I want to know what advice you have for your younger self. Like that guy before going to that search for a supermodel audition, what advice do you have for that young guy? Uh, I mean, I think it would have just told him to to get after it more. Like I wasn't super proactive with my career when I was young. I just like I was managed very early on and I just kind of let that happen. And I didn't really, like, I wasn't proactive in, in what I was doing with my career. And I was fortunate. I had an amazing career in fashion, but there was probably things where if I had have just been a little bit more on it and like, you know, going after different opportunities a bit, a bit harder, might have, some things might have worked differently. I mean, I don't have any regrets. I had an amazing, amazing career, but I just sometimes I'm like, oh man, I should have worked just a little bit harder. Um, you know? That's that's what I would have that's what I would have told my younger self. I love for you that you literally are like I could have worked harder, but like you were walking, your first show was Louis Vuitton. Like <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I just yeah, I don't know. I think those opportunities were just like because I, I think about that and I tell people this stuff from my career when I was working as well. And it is actually kind of mind-boggling. But at the time, I I don't think I really appreciated it enough. You know, you appreciate it when you've been locked in and you haven't been able to travel. Um, and you're like, wow, that was such an incredible thing I got to do. Um, and then when I reflect on it now, at the time, I just was kind of like, yeah, I mean, this is fun. <laughs> like, but know. I wonder if you would have had the same experience now as back then. Do you know what no, I mean? Like you, you totally definitely, wouldn't definitely have lived not. your best life. Yeah, I, and I was doing a pretty good job of that. I, I promise you. <laughs> I was doing a pretty good job of that. Very unsurprising. <laughs> Very unsurprising. This has been so nice. Thanks for chatting. Yeah, it's really great to see you again. I know, it's so good to see you too. Goodbye. Bye, darling. Thanks for calling the Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle. You can find us on Instagram at the entertainment underscore hotline pod or visit us at chatter.com.au. The Entertainment Hotline with Anita Annabelle is a proud Chatter podcast. 